Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got James Alderman on and he's the co-founder of Lead Kinetics. Hi James. Hi Daniel, good to speak to you. Pleasure. Um, James, let's jump straight in then. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Absolutely, yeah. So as the co-founder of Lead Kinetics, we basically try and empower and help graduates, specifically marketing graduates, to, to find work within this amazing industry of ours. Um, and, and we set this business up, Matt and I, who's the other co-founder, because of the challenges that you, we saw graduates face during the, the, the pandemic. Uh, and really, it's it's been a, a learning journey for us as well. And it's been a great journey for, for the graduates that we've had on board, because we've managed to place graduates into positions and opportunities that otherwise may not have existed with COVID due to our different sort of offerings that we give businesses. So it's been a it's been a roller coaster couple of roller coaster couple of years. Um, but we yeah predominantly we, we champion graduates. We really do think that they have a lot to, a lot to to offer and they have a lot of value. And we really need to educate employers as well, and we need to educate business owners into understanding that graduates are not just a risk; they really are. A, 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 a great investment and asset for the future. Okay, interesting. So Lead Kinetics is a bit of a mix between sort of, uh, is it a kind of recruitment kind of business, a, a bit of an in-marketing or what is it specifically? Yeah, so that's another great question. We get asked that quite a lot. We started off originally as a digital marketing agency and because of COVID, we had to change our model quickly because what we found was that businesses obviously weren't willing to, to make that investment at that time. Mm. But we had a really interesting and large, diverse pool of graduate talent, uh, and that was, um, you know, built up with our connections on LinkedIn and, and, and other jobs previously that Matt and I have, have worked on together. So we had this really engaged network that had a lot of value. So we decided to sort of move into the recruitment realm to be able to facilitate those those opportunities for graduates. Okay, interesting. So mm. let's talk a bit about your career then, James. You know, where did this all come about? How did you get into marketing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, how did I get into marketing? It's a great question um, because I sort of fell into it really. When I left school, I joined the army, the British army, uh, and I, I did about six, seven years in the army and I left at 25. Now, I didn't really have too much in the way of any, any formal qualifications at that point. And uh, civilians weren't too interested in hiring someone that could, you know, use a radio and maybe fire a rifle. But one <laughs> thing I did have, uh, which which was a sort of a godsend was uh, at the time, was a, a HGV license and obviously a car license. Mm-hmm. So I trained to become a driving instructor. Um, it was the only thing I could do or I could find doing. <laughs> Uh, so I did. I, I became a I became a driving instructor, um, and when I was a driving instructor at the age of what 25, 26, This is this is way back when. I I needed to market. I had to learn very quickly how to market myself, and I sort of started to learn about marketing and and, and all the other bits and pieces of it. A lot of it was offline. A lot of it was leaflets, uh, that sort of stuff. You know, more traditional sort of channels of marketing. And um, whilst I was doing that. Because I, in my army years, I, th- I thought I'd missed out on quite a lot of, you know, stuff that you know, young people do in their 20s. I also had a part-time job at a bar, and I st- at a hotel, and I was doing some work in the evenings there as well. And um, one thing led to another, and I started doing some marketing for them as well. And then I, I sort of merged the two jobs. I did driving instruction during the day, and I did a little bit of marketing for the, for the hotel in the evenings. And I really fell in love with, with, with the idea of marketing and, and started learning from that point. 
Um, and another ambition I had when I, when I, that I wanted to do was I wanted to go to university. Now, this was strategic. I wanted to go to university because at that point, Daniel, I knew that I was at a slight disadvantage or I felt I was at a disadvantage at, mm. that, at that time in my life. Now, looking back, I think there's arguments to say that maybe it was the wrong decision in many ways. But when I went to university, it was basically for me to be able to skill up, to learn different things, grow as a person. And during my time there, I, I did a lot of extracurricular sort of work and activities. So I learned how to code uh, with HTML and CSS. I got a couple of jobs with some agencies in Leeds uh, when I was at uni. And um, when I finished my dissertation, I went straight to Berlin. I packed a bag, wow. took my uh, girlfriend, who's now wife, and we went straight to Berlin with the, the sole idea of working at a startup because I knew yeah. in the back of my mind, as I've listened to other podcast episodes that you've done with, with various individuals, working in startups, I knew would be the place where I would grow as a marketer and really learn about the business function and people. Yeah. Um, so then, yes, of course, that, that happened. We then moved back to the UK because my wife uh, was um, pursuing a, a PhD. But I got a job in-house in an SEO role uh, in okay. Leeds. And um, I, I learned even more. And, I, and again, you know, in-house roles are brilliant, as, as other people have said to you before, because you, you get to, you're exposed to so many different marketing functions. You're, you know, you, one minute you're writing copy, the next minute you're, you're sort of like looking at website layouts, you're giving your opinion on those, the next minute you're sort of working with graphics or analytics, and you really get a feel for the whole marketing mix and how that all fits together. So that was a very, very exciting uh, sort of period. Uh, in my in my marketing journey, um, and then to get to where I am today, I we uh, well whilst I was working in house and working with with a couple of agencies as well, I had the privilege of being able to look after some uh, marketing apprentices, and I was mentoring some marketing apprentices, but I wasn't very happy with the level of tuition and uh, the quality of tuition given by the apprentice the apprentice trainers. Mm -hmm. So I sort of I don't like saying this, but I kind of took it upon myself. I thought this can't be the case. So I decided to go into training apprentices. So I switched sort of roles slightly and, and worked for a couple of uh, apprentice training companies that would train apprentices up in digital marketing because I felt that, the, you know, that they were missing certain aspects of the course. There was lots of areas missing within this course that, you know, a, a marketer should really have. Um, and I and I sort of fell into that training aspect of marketing, and then here I am today um, with Matt, two and a half years in with sort of lead kinetics, uh, helping graduates still, you know, try and try and find the positions and jobs that they want. Wow, what a cool sort of journey to get to where you are. A lot of variety and uh, yeah, some different different things in there, like the army. What what yes. made you out of interest choose the army? I was bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes honestly uh i i really you know i went to college uh i did a, i was doing a graphic design uh college uh, i think it was hmd at the time mm. and i remember looking out the window thinking i, I can't do this anymore yeah um, and i don't know why but i decided to join the army and I, I stayed what just over six years there um and you know I, I can't put my finger on it daniel but it was a good experience but I, when i left i did feel that I was at a, a very big disadvantage at 25 coming mm. out of, a, of being wrapped in cotton wool for, for six odd years and then being exposed to, you know, the brutal world of, yeah. um, well, the brutal corporate world. 
Yeah. Yes, it, the corporate world is brutal. Um, <laughs> so you've probably heard me talk about this a lot. And, and my opinion on university is is slightly different, I guess, maybe to your opinion on university. So I, I'm of the belief of you can teach yourself a lot of skills now online. You can mm. get a lot of knowledge online. Um, but I did like, you know, what you talked about with the apprentices. And I think you're right. I think training of apprentices still to this day is, is very poor. Um, mm. There's not enough investment in them. But... Yeah for marketing obviously you can go and do degrees at university why do you believe that that's maybe the best best route into marketing well you see here's the thing do i believe it's the best route into marketing? i think it's one of the many routes into marketing um i used to work in apprenticeships and i and i firsthand like yourself will be able to say that apprenticeships are probably the best route into marketing at the moment because you get that, you know, you get that experience that you don't get as a graduate and you are exposed to so many different elements of the marketing function, business, personalities, office politics, you name it. There's a lot of things that you are in a sort of at the call face with as an, as an apprentice. Now, with a graduate, you have different abilities. You can obviously, you know, construct things right in a, in a very formulaic way. You, you know, you have patience, time, you have you've done three years of a degree and you get a lot of theory behind it. Um, but one of the issues, one of the reasons why Lee Kinetics exists, because we know that marketing graduates are at a slight disadvantage. Let's let's not dress this up in any other way. They are at a slight disadvantage from apprentices or people that have gone in from school because they lack that experience, Daniel. It's as simple as that. So we had to generate and come up with ideas to be able to have these graduates create experiences either for themselves or find ex voluntary experiences that they could then catch up with these other people and have an opportunity, a fighting chance in the marketplace, in the workplace. Okay, that's I, I love that. I think that's a great idea because like you say, you know, the people we've talked to, uh, marketing startups or agency owners, um, you know, they would like somebody to left, leave school, come and learn the trade for a couple of years mm -hmm. or get an apprenticeship and learn the trade. So you're right, you know, leaving university without any experience, you kind of hit that barrier all the time, you know, yes. applying for a job you know a, an entry job oh we need one to two years experience well how is that possible for somebody that's been to university well if i can just add whilst we were teaching apprentices um in manchester and and, and down in the midlands um about 70 percent of our apprentice cohorts were graduates and that tells you everything you need to know yeah. which is shocking and the reason is because and i would ask them you know whilst we were doing our meetups why, why did you go to university? What, what was the motivation and, and why are you doing an apprenticeship? And the answer was always the same because schools and society have this narrative that universities are the way forward. Uh, we know there's, there's reasons behind that, funding, money, economics, et cetera. But the, the reality is, is that they didn't have the experience. They were applying for what, 40, 50 jobs and getting nothing back. They took an apprenticeship, they got that experience and they got the job. And a lot of them had the issue of where they said, well, actually, I really did. I really need to go to university for that. Mm. I, I think you'll agree with me. I, look, I'm I'm a bit of a, a marketing geek in my own time. Um, I, I'm not a practitioner, but I just I find it fascinating, you know, how we convince people to buy things or or get yeah. involved in things. Um, but it's so interesting that I think it's interesting we teach marketing at university because the people we've had on especially now with the age of social media and digital marketing and content first it evolves within sometimes six months sometimes a year it's just constantly evolving you know strategies that worked uh, three months ago don't work now so we're teaching these kids at university you know 
uh, old fashioned marketing, if you like. You're absolutely right. I think a lot of them, including some apprenticeship courses as well, Daniel, a lot of them are fit for purpose. I, I really believe that. I, I've seen a lot of modules. I've seen a lot of course materials within uh, university sort of uh, marketing courses and apprenticeship courses, and a lot of them are very old-fashioned. Um, a lot of them, you know, the theory, a lot of the theory doesn't sort of change, of course, but as you said, the nuances of technologies, of different approaches is rapidly changing. And actually, you know, marketing is, is it should really the focus should be more on maybe the psychological and maybe more of the customer and consumer behavior aspects of it. They're, they're aware, they're, they're sort of where areas that you could potentially study. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, but the actual practicing and the theory changes very frequently. And yes, as soon as you graduate with a marketing degree or, or MSc, you know, potentially you're out of date. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's such a good point. But, you know, what you're doing, and this is part of the reason that we got you on today, because I saw your LinkedIn profile and you talk about the importance of portfolios. And as I said to you before this, I've banged on about this for 150 whatever episodes we've done now. Um, And not just in marketing, it's important to showcase and build a network on social media, LinkedIn or wherever you want to, for whatever you want to go into. But have you got some, you know, some great little nuggets of, uh, of help for people in marketing of how they can build those portfolios? Yes, I have. And, and Daniel, you, you are a rare breed because there aren't enough people that, that sort of bang on about portfolios. Um, and, and, you know, graduates, well, I don't want to give the message, that, you know, they've wasted their time. Absolutely not. The, some of the qualities and things that they have and they can gain from their, their university degree is obviously, you know, there to be seen. Mm. Um, but with portfolios, I think, yes, the most important thing with a portfolio for me is it doesn't matter if you have one project you could have five projects or just one the most important thing with the portfolio from a marketing point of view is that you must be able to demonstrate and show your methodology of working that's what employers want employers want to obviously see what you can do which a cv can't do a cv gives you a sort of a a document of what you've done in the past but with a portfolio you can actually see what this individual's done but within that portfolio you've got to be able to list your methodology so in other words what was the brief of the project so who who gave you the project and what was the brief what was Mm. the timeline what were the deliverables the next thing is that you must know is how did you approach this? Even show some of your concept designs, sketches, ideas, whatever. But then the meat of the of the project is how you approached it. So how did you do it? What tools did you use? How long did it take you? Because what you're then doing is you're giving the employer a really deep insight into the way that you work and think. And they can start thinking about the way that you could potentially work within their workforce. And, and also, if you can, which isn't always the case, give give results, give some indication about what it is that you achieved at the end of that project. Yeah, it's so key. And, you know, CVs for me, um, in my opinion, I just don't think they're actually going to get you a job these days unless you've got the best CV that happens to fit the job perfectly. You know, even corporate jobs, you know, some some big banks in the city, um, even if you've got the greatest CV, because they get so many applications, they just cut the pile in half and put half in the bin. They do. It's, you know, it, how do you how do you get your name in there and convey your personality in the right way with one page of A4? You, you can't. If you've got a portfolio, you've got so much more character behind it. And like you say, you can really explain how you did things and why you did things. 
Yes. And I think as well with marketing, and it may be what I'm about to say might be transferable to other disciplines, verticals and industries. But the the thing is with marketing, if, if someone comes to me, if a graduate comes to me and says, James, I have a portfolio, I get a little bit like you, a bit geeky, I get a bit excited. And now already I'm thinking this person loves marketing. This person is really keen on marketing because it tells me that they've invested in a portfolio, digital portfolio. They've invested their time building it and they, you know, they've got projects and they're really, really keen on this. And it, you know, I think that that is a a differentiator and it really works for me And, and employers love it. And it's incredible, Daniel, how many employers don't really know about the existence of portfolios. I don't really think about the portfolios. Yeah. And that's an edge, isn't it? That's an edge when you're applying, you know, not many people are doing this. Absolutely not. No, definitely not. You know, I put a poll out on, um, on LinkedIn not too long ago. And I think we had a, a couple of hundred people reply and 74% of the people that replied are graduates of young marketers mm. didn't know anything about portfolios. or didn't have one. <laughs> so it's quite a big number. It's massive. So, you know, building portfolio is one thing, but what can people actually do? You know, because are they going to have to go and work for free at a marketing agency? Are they going to go and have to offer their services to a small business? How can you actually start to build a portfolio if you've got no experience and you just can't get your foot through a door somewhere? Yeah, that is the number one question that I'm asked. And there's really sort of two answers. The first one that I go come back with is create your own experience. You know, at the end of the day, you don't necessarily have to work for a company in order to be able to show showcase your skills and abilities. You can create your own experience. You know, if you if you drop ship something, then you can create an Instagram account with with something and build a community around that. You can go away and become a creator, create content, show your versatility on the different platforms. And I think that's very important. Show that you've grown an audience. Daniel, I speak to graduates that have done this and created businesses out of nothing, you know, social media businesses, Instagram businesses from basically doing this over a couple of years during the pandemic. And, you know, they, they make an income now from it. And that's their portfolio. That's their that's their sort of USP. And it's fantastic. The other thing as well you could do is, yes, you could volunteer. Um, but I would think that, you know, there are issues with volunteering, of course, and we could go into those deeply, but a lot of companies are sort of not sure about that, don't know how to deal with voluntary workers. Yeah. And also there's the there's the issue of, 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 of graduates, you know, not wanting to maybe be exploited or um, that sort of stuff. So there are a couple of barriers with the voluntary situation. It is viable, but you've got to you've got to do some homework on it, but certainly create your own experiences if you don't have them. I love that. I think that's brilliant, uh, brilliant tip there, because if you're a business owner, um, and somebody comes to you and says, look, I've started this small business. I'm actually, you know, making a profit. I'm, you know, I'm not making huge amounts of money, but I've made this, you know, this money online. It's almost a proof of concept of what you're doing as well, because there's so many businesses mm. that still don't have a digital marketing team or, or are aware of this kind of, uh, you know, especially in the e-com world, um, you know, people are just yeah. making Instagram accounts and selling products and making a very good income. So you can even show your, you know, your business development skills. It's not just your marketing skills by doing that, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah, it shows a, a sort of a, a good sort of a landscape of all the different sort of skills and attributes that you can bring to a business. And what you've just said before is absolutely right. You, you know, the thing is, we work in marketing or we work around the marketing in in the in its periphery. There are lots of businesses out there, as you said, some big established ones that have marketing teams smaller than five people. 
There are some mm -hmm. companies out there that really still don't get it. There's so much opportunity. We are still in the infancy of digital. It took the automobile trade, you know, almost 100 years to get where it is now. We have, we're not even a quarter of the way through on, from a digital point of view. So there's so much opportunity out there. And as you rightly said, you can demonstrate other qualities such as business acumen, um, if you're decent with numbers, forecasting, data analytics. There's, yeah, there's, there's so much to showcase. I mean, I love talking to people like you and and the other sort of co-founders we've had on here because it all kind of connects for me. So, you know, what you're mentioning about uh, so much opportunity, weirdly, bear with me here, um, we had an agritech firm on the podcast and he was talking about how, you know, um, the development of new tools and new drones is going to mean farming is going to become less commoditized so you'll be able to have a small farm you won't have to worry about labor but what that does mean and, and what you need to focus on is your marketing because that's your differentiate differentiator and this is going to happen to a huge amount of industries over the next few years so all that means is marketing has become more and more important there's going to be more and more jobs within marketing and more and more specialization for digital marketers social media people content creators so it's a really exciting time to get into marketing it is. It's, it's a very exciting time. And, you know, we're seeing apps like TikTok and Instagram sort of challenging it with different functionalities, um, you know, in the next couple of years that I'm sure another social media app will emerge. Um, you know, all these social media uh, uh, platforms and other CMS type platforms are vying for space and, and, and eyeballs on, on their products. And yeah, they generate more interest, more opportunity and more opportunity for business. And, and in turn, businesses then get excited and want to jump on the latest trend. And young people, graduates, they're, they're on it already. They're, they're using it and, and they have a head start. And ultimately, they are your audience. You know, these graduates are your audience. They might not be your audience today, but they're definitely your audience in a few years. So catch them now and become useful to them as a business on these platforms. Certainly. And um, you know, where can people find you or, or reach out if somebody's listening to this, they're a marketing grad or want to get into it? What's the best way to, for them to get in contact with you? I would say the best way is is LinkedIn. Really, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, James Alderman, um, I, I, and I'm I'm there. I've got a blue background. You, you'll spot me. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, James. Um, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you, and I think what you're doing is brilliant. Thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate your time, and uh, I wish you the best luck with the rest of the podcast. Cheers, James. Thanks, Daniel. Cheers.